Next on BYU Sports Nation, which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? Hint, avoid a true freshman quarterback. Blaine Fowler attempts another beepless interview, and the McMahon Hail Mary falls short. What? Plus a gold medal for a BYU head coach. Bling, bling, let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Tuesday, July 28th. The dog days, man. Wherever. We's in the dog days. However, you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up. With a man leading a revolt for a new college football video game, Jerem Jordan. Oh, I would love for EA Sports and say college football to come back. You've talked to me about recently playing that, and you can download the updated roster from this year, which is cool. Here's the thing. I only have 12, though. You have 14. I need to get with it. The last year EA Sports produces because of the NCAA and regulations and all sorts of lawsuits Ruining my life. 2014 was the last year they produced that game, which was actually the 2013 season. But thanks to genius minds out in the blogosphere and uh, genius, more like a data world, entry for days. Amazing. You can download this year's rosters and implement them into that football game, even though it's a couple of years old. And so I'm playing with this year's roster. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. I am learning about BYU's opponents. I'm telling you. Because the data is updated. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know what's going to happen. The universe on campus will say, and I I want to do this too. We've simulated BYU season 1000 times, and here's the result we got. And then Why you not? go, oh, yeah, is that going to happen? By the way, I think a- we should do that, but we play it in Studio C on the 27 foot screen. Why have we not done we that okay? yet? Are we okay to do that? Why have we not done that yet? We've talked about it. Why? What's Periscope, the whole thing, That's you can watch. a complete miscalculation all... of what happened. No, Robert and I, we will play on the 27-foot screen. I that will. will, will I happen. will forget it. <laughs> Custom schedules, by the way. I'm ranked 17th right now. Feeling, feeling really good. Beat Missouri last night, 21-14. <laughs> nice. Watch out for their a, a running full back. breakdown coming watch up out in for the their running... segment. <laughs> watch out for their running back, Russell Hansbro. Key storylines coming up in the in what we call the D block. Aside from my no, win in NCAA 14 over Missouri, here are the rest <laughs> of BYU Sports Nation's headlines. Mark Atawaya is hanging out in Kansas City with the Chiefs, not the Chefs. Great googly moogly. Learning the ways of Andy Reid for the next two weeks. He'll be there until BYU starts fall camp in the summer. Jim McMahon in the 1980 Hail Mary versus Southern Methodist is finally ousted in the semifinals of NFL.com's greatest college football plays. All the way to the final four. That's pretty good. It lost to kick six. Auburn's going to win the football game! And it was close. We've been watching that this morning. 52 to 48%. Hey, I, I want to applaud BYU Sports Nation for kicking that into the final four. Nice, Nicely done. Anytime BYU can get into a final four, off-season awesomeness, let's do it. Chris Davis going to run it back! <laughs> that call by the Auburn play-by-play and the analyst. Awesome. Understandably over-the-top and outrageously awesome. Yeah. Taylor Cole pitched five innings for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats in an 8-6 to six victory last night against the Harrisburg Senators. Huge matchup. Big win there. Heather Olmstead, new women's volleyball coach, assisted the USA women's volleyball team to gold at the Pan Am Games in Toronto. 
One month from today, the women's volleyball season begins in L.A. Sheesh. National championship match for BYU Volleyball last year as an assistant. Wins a gold as an assistant. Now she's the head coach of BYU Women's Volleyball. Life's good for Heather Olmstead. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Opponent final rankings. ESPN Stats and Info has entered the numbers into their computation machines. Whoa. And dubbed BYU's week three opponent, the UCLA Bruins, a statistical favorite to win the Pac-12 South in 2015. 40% chance. Should we eight clap for that? For the Bruins to win a division that includes USC, Arizona, and Arizona State. Utah and Colorado not mentioned in that graphic. But five of the six finished in the top 25 last year. Pretty good. The Pac-12 South top to bottom might be the best division in all of college football. Yes. Yes, it is. Four of the six teams this year projected top 25 to start the season. Utah probably just outside. So back to the original point of emphasis, Jerem. UCLA, according to Espen, has the best shot to win arguably the nation's toughest college football division with a true freshman quarterback? What? What kind of national ranking would that earn the Bruins? At the end of the season, if they went ahead and did that, that leads us to our Twitter question. Which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At the Josh Landon. There's a lot of Josh Landons. He got the Josh Landon on Twitter. Missouri. Their schedule is set up well for them to do well in the SEC and rank them high if they play their cards right. Hmm. Somebody's done their homework. Hmm. At someone got Phil Steele's magazine. At Russ Melrose, Boise State, followed by UCLA. Both will be top twenty-five. Take it to the bank. I probably won't, but thanks. Better yet, take it to Vegas. Okay, I won't do that either. <laughs> um, okay, Boise State. Interesting. Jerem, among all of BYU's opponents, if it's not UCLA, and maybe you pick UCLA. Which team do you have finishing ranked the highest at the end of the season after the bowl games? I'm on the Missouri train. Yesterday, for most underrated game on BYU's schedule, I said Missouri. I'm saying Missouri today. The strength of schedule for a team in the SEC has a lot of weight. Okay? Uh, Understandable. So, so more losses are more tolerable in the top 25. In fact, six SEC teams finished in the final AP poll of last season. Missouri finished number 14 with three losses. Because number they're in the 14. SEC. Number 14. Three losses in last, year AP, last year's AP poll got you between 8 and 15. Wow. Right? As a P5 team, 8 and 15. Numbers 8 and 15. Three losses. That's where they landed. Okay, That is high. Tw- their 2015 schedule isn't super challenging. Okay, I, In fact, I put BYU as the fourth toughest game on that schedule. So that tells you uh, that there are a lot of winnable games for Missouri. I think they can win 10 or 11 games. Now, I think Georgia is going to win the SEC East. And it would benefit Missouri not to go, like the last two years, to the SEC title game where they've lost to Alabama. <laughs> Meaning they can't drop in the ranking yes. if they're not there. Yes, it's, it's actually <laughs> beneficial for your final ranking, right? Obviously, you want to win that game because if you win the SEC title game, you've got a shot at the playoff, right? Now playoff. Here, here's the thing with Missouri. Matty Mock gets a lot of credit. His, his statistics really aren't that good as a quarterback. I'm not a huge fan, no. He's not that great, and they lose a wealth of talent at the wide receiver position. They lose the top four. I'm looking at Phil Steele's magazine right now. And it, according to this, the book the experts cannot do without. No, well. Okay. Uh, the top four receivers, gone, including a 1,000-yard guy. 
Uh, you return a thousand yard rusher and, uh, rusher and Russell Hansbrough, who you defended last night as you played a uh, <laughs> video game. And then Matty Mock, 53% completion percentage, threw for 2,600, 25 and 13. So you still, li- you still like them, though, to win 11 games. I do, because, I, because look at the schedule. SEC, or SEC, Southeast Missouri State, Arkansas State, Connecticut, Kentucky. Where they've really loaded up non conference. Yep. South Carolina is down. Florida is still down. At Georgia, that's a loss. That's a loss. At Vanderbilt. Mississippi State on a Thursday after a bye. They're down. Brigham, neutral. Tennessee at mm. Arkansas. I only see three or four losses. So there. all of a sudden, B- BYU is one of their most difficult opponents on that schedule. And it may matter down the stretch for them. And they've won 23 games the last two years, by the way. Okay, so Missouri. What do you, who do you so have? You've got Missouri. Yeah, Mizzou. Be what the Mormons return to Missouri. I'm going to go with Boise State. Because they're still in the Mountain West and they are kings of the non-P5s. They are. This team, despite the departure of running back Jay Ajayi and quarterback Grant Hedrick, is projected to be better. Anybody and everybody working closely with the Boise State Broncos is saying they're going to be a better team than they were last year, a team that won a New Year's Six game and finished ranked number 16. This was supposed to be the year they did that because they returned so many starters. They returned, 19. They returned a lot of dudes. 19 returning starters from a team that won a New Year's Six game. Even if the Broncos lose a couple of games early, hopefully to BYU, they did last year, and they still managed. They can win a bunch of games in a row. Let's say they win 10 Lost straight. Ole Miss and Air Force. Okay, they win Those 10 straight. Those are two straight. good losses. Air Force was a 10-win team. Ole Miss, of course, finished ranked high. Go to a New Year's Six game. They're right back in the top 20 again. They benefit because they load up front. If they win a few of those games up front, they're relevant, and then they cruise through the Mountain West. They're a Ten and one or eleven and one going into the Mountain West Championship game, and they're back in a New Year's Six game. Boise State has the model because they recruit well, they perform well. They're going to be the kings of the Mountain West until somebody else dethrones them. I don't see it happening no this year. The, the Mountain West Conference preseason poll came out today. By the way, they're picked to win it again. Well, to nobody's di- their surprise. division. Yeah, they play a tougher schedule this year. This is interesting. So they play Washington at home. Uh, I, I like. They don't lose. I at like home. Boise State on the turf. They don't lose at home. And Washington, Chris Peterson returns. That's an interesting game, right? At BYU, they play at Virginia. Okay. And then the Mountain West has proved, hey, there's some, you know, tougher games at Colorado State, at Utah State. Uh, and that's about it. So, so let, Boise say, State's going to finish ranked, Let's I say think. they go it's 10 just, and 2 and get are, into the Mountain West Championship game. They're 11 and 2. They're going to get into a New Year's Six game. Yeah. And be gonna, ranked again. Who's going to challenge them? Marshall? They have no respect. They have an opportunity to lose against BYU and still finish ranked in the top 20 and go to an NY6. That's just how it works. That's why I'm saying no matter when uh, BYU beats Boise State, it's a good win. Eight, the, Boise State was 8-5 and five in 2013. That was still a good win because it's Boise State. You may have noticed that we did not pick ESPN's preseason favorite to win the Pac-12 South, UCLA. Why, that was my initial thought. Why is it not UCLA? Why would we not pick the Bruins? They're going to be like close to the top 10, if not in the top 10, when the preseason rankings come out. I don't trust them. Last year, they were supposed to be dynamite and weren't. And I know they returned basically everybody as well as Boise State. But I, I just don't trust uh, that they can get over the hump in that division. It's just so tough, right? Five of the six ranked teams in their division finish ranked. I, I think USC is really good. I think Arizona, Arizona State. Utah beat UCLA last year, for goodness sake. Throw in a true freshman quarterback, Jerem. Josh Rosen. I do not trust true freshman quarterbacks. 
they historically struggle. When a true freshman has a great season, it is understandably like put in the national spotlight because it very rarely happens. Johnny Manziel was a red shirt. James Winston freshman. was a red shirt, yep. right? True. So first, uh, this is a place of truth, right? We like, want to declare truth here on this campus. True freshmen struggle typically. That's the truth. I can think of two that have had good seasons in the past 15 years. One was Matt Barkley. He went 9-3 and three as a starter at USC in 2009, which is fantastic. Terrell Pryor, 8-2 and two as a starter at Ohio State in 2008. Two in the last 15 years. But even, let's say UCLA goes 9-3. And, and both three. those programs were on uh, probation of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> let's say UCLA goes 9-3, and three, Jerem. That's pretty good with true freshman quarterback. But to me, that's still not going to finish ranked higher than Missouri or Boise State. Nine and three is not going to get it done. It puts you between, well, if you win your bowl game, that puts you between, according to last year's AP poll, final AP poll, between eight and 15. Mm. Dude, look, isn't that wild? You could be Georgia Tech and finish 11 and three. You have to win your bowl game to get that little bump at the end. But it, to me, it's between those three, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Trace, BYU plays three teams who finished in the top 16 of the AP poll last year. That's the strength of schedule we're talking about. 10, UCLA. 14, Missouri. 16, Boise State. And that does not include Nebraska, Michigan, obviously a Utah State, Cincinnati in the mix. When BYU plays them is one thing. When that team finishes ranked is another. Hopefully BYU can beat some teams that finish ranked because that matters a lot, too, at the end. I'm not even sure what matters more in the moment. When BYU beat Texas, did it matter that they were unranked last year? It was a big win because it was on Because of the, the opponent and the venue. But the year before, when BYU beat 15th-ranked Texas, that made a bigger splash because Texas was ranked. People lost jobs. Lives were ruined. Concussions happened, David Ash. Yeah, unfortunately, that is the truth. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest to the Twitter machine? It's Twitter time. At Ethan Ellington. I got a hunch that it's going to be UCLA, but it doesn't matter because they're going down. Hashtag BYU. That would be quite the win. And I think BYU will compete in every single game this season. That's the exciting part about this this team. At our Greenhaw, Missouri, SEC bias. They will have three losses on the season, hopefully one to us, but will be top 10. Could be. Well, your stats show that top 15, I like say, they can finish top 15 with three losses. I think they'll finish top 20. I don't see a, a incredibly tough schedule there. Joining us next, Bronco Mendenhall's personal trainer in training. Former national champion, Blaine Fowler. This is BYU Sports Nation. Going for the beepless interview. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation, the show is on demand. You can download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. You can watch it on demand on BYUSN.com. Our Twitter question today, which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? Connecticut. At BYU Fan 1995, said no one ever. (laughs) Nebraska is my first choice. Hmm. Interesting. We didn't mention Nebraska. Not one time in that opening uh, opening segment. 
Second is Michigan, another team off the radar. Hmm. Okay. BYU will be ranked higher than any opponent. Hashtag Blue Goggles. If Michigan's ain't four, they'll be ranked. People love them some Michigan. and want, they're, the, they're the Knicks of college football, right? Everyone wants them to succeed because the game is better when they are involved, right? Same with Florida. There's got Penn State. There's kind of this game's better traditional when they're good. powers uh, to some regard are kind of down. We're waiting for USC to get back up. The game all the is way. better when they're good. Yeah, yeah, totally. What, what's the GM for the Cubs? His whole thing. The game Theo is better. Epstein. The game is better when the Cubs are. The games are better in the day with the Cubs. The games are. Be- he did this whole <laughs> rant about that, and it's like we're still waiting for the Cubs. So this Dave pick- McCann's Cubs. So so. Bronco Mendenhall made a splash yesterday with the picture he sent out from Costa Rica. Yeah. One, because his hair is super long and he's got like this super excited face or look on his face, which I'm like, oh, is that Bronco's face when he finds out BYU is invited to a P5 conference? Maybe. <laughs> Caption contest for days. Okay. But then he's, he's, you can see his muscles are just cut. Okay. Yeah. He, Clearly he's been working out. The Frank Wintrick effect? Question mark? If it's not Frank Wintrick, I can only think of one other explanation. Mm. And that would be. Blaine Fowler, who joins us now. Blaine, you, you made the transition into the Hulk last year. Did you have a conversation with Bronco about him getting back in shape? You know, I, I don't get to work out with Bronco. He and I have completely different workout philosophies, he, Bronco and I. So I don't know. We might, we might get after each other if we were working out <laughs> together. He, he, Bronco's more of an um, endurance, cardiovascular. He, you know, he trains more like a triathlete now, not like a football player. So mm. he, and he gets really lean when he does that. Um, and so my philosophy, if, if Bronco lifted with me, he would look more like Brian Logan with the big guns and the big the biceps softballs. and all that. Yeah. Cause, Cause Brian and I, we like to, we like to get in the weight room a little bit more. And Bronco likes to do the stuff that's like mentally tough, like run up to the Y or, or go run stadium stairs. And I think he does some swimming and he, so he's big time into that stuff. But, but the bottom line is, I love the fact that he spent some time taking care of himself this offseason. I, I really believe that when you're fit and you're taking time to, you know, as our, our good friend Stephen R. Covey always said, to sharpen the saw, you're a better decision maker. You, you know, you, you're just a better leader when you're feeling good and you're taking time to sharpen the saw. And I, when I saw the pictures, I thought, you know what, this is good. This is good for Bronco. He's taking some time to – to get in shape and spend some time worrying about himself in the offseason, and that's awesome. The anti-Rick Majerus. Our Twitter question oh, today. Oh, my goodness. Which BYU <laughs> opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? I, I think UCLA. And, and the reason for that is this is a, a 10-3 team from last year that has 18 returning starters, 10 of them on offense. They probably, if you're going to take existing talent, have the most talent returning in the Pac-12. So that's going to be a really tough one for BYU. I will be surprised if they're not in the top ten at the end of the season. Now, even I'm with the freshman, that, even with a freshman, a true freshman quarterback. Yeah, because I think he's got so much around him that they're not going to have to rely on him. All he has to do is not turn the ball over. They're going to be really good defensively. They've got all kinds of weapons to run the football on offense, and they've got so much speed on the outside. That, that his throws can be easy ones. They don't even make him make a read. Just throw it on a bubble screen and let your guy do his work. And so I just think that they have the most existing talent coming back. I think USC, you know, you mentioned, Jeremy, I think a minute ago, everybody's waiting for USC to be back on top. Well, I think this is the year. I, I think that they're back to a full complement of scholarships. They've recruited well. So even though they don't have as many returning starters as UCLA, 
Um, and UCLA probably has the most existing talent coming back. I think USC's added some puzzle pieces where they're going to win that league and be a legitimate national title contender. But, but I think UCLA is going to be number two in the South and a top ten team before it's all said and done. So to me, that's going to be the highest-ranked team that BYU is going to have on their schedule this season. I said Missouri because I don't see their schedule being crazy tough. I think the SEC East has its challenges, but uh, Georgia's good. But outside of that, there's not a lot there. Tennessee, Arkansas is on the rise, whatnot. So I think Missouri, Missouri could be up there. And Blaine, a three-loss Power 5 team last year in the final AP poll put you between number 8 and 15. There's just, there's just some forgiveness there. So for a team like Boise State, who likely will win 12 or 13 games, right, it's a little harder to get up to that high. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Missouri. And see, Gary Pinkle, so this is a team that's been to a bowl 10 out of the last 12 years. They were 7-1 and one last year in the SEC East. You're right. They, they're crossover games this year. They don't have to play the two toughest teams in the West. So, so they have a chance to be really good. And, and he's got – he only has 12 returning starters back. But remember, he, he only had eight returning starters coming back last year and went 7-1 and one in the SEC East. So, so I think that this is a team that could be better – than 11 and three where they were last year, and and so you know this is a hard decision for me. Preseason people aren't giving them as much love as they are UCLA, um, but but I think you're right. That could be maybe the most underrated team that BYU is playing. And how do we call an SEC team the most underrated team? I, I think the fact that everybody's focusing on those first four games and talking about Nebraska, Boise State, Michigan, UCLA that we forget that Missouri is lurking down the road, and this will be a Missouri team that will have experience by the time uh, they play BYU later in the season. And, and so that's, that may end up being the toughest game on BYU's schedule back in KC. Blaine that's, Fowler. Oh, go ahead. That's what I said yesterday. We talked about most underrated uh, opponent, underrated game on BYU's schedule. And I said Missouri, and I said the same exact thing. There's an SEC team on the schedule in November, and, and we're not even talking about yeah, it. No, right? Nobody's even talking about it because everybody's – you know, maybe we're taking the, the adage that coaches take, well, one game at a time. Well, we're doing one month at a time. So we're going, you know what? September is so ridiculous. We can't even think that far <laughs> down, down the season. But so Missouri is, they have a chance to be a top 15 team. And, and I don't know why in the preseason polls nobody has them up there that high, probably because they only have 12 returning starters. But, but this has been a team that's been consistently good over time. They were really good last year. And, and you mentioned it, Jerem, uh, their schedule this year is, is pretty light for an SEC schedule. So they have a chance to, to win 10 or 11 games. And if they do, they're going to be ranked in the top 12 probably. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU quarterback, college football insider, and BYU TV analyst. We just discussed our Twitter question today, which is, which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? Blaine says UCLA. And we also asked him yesterday's Twitter question, which is the most underrated opponent on BYU's schedule? Well, actually, we didn't officially ask you, Blaine. Are you going with Missouri, or do you feel like there's another dark horse on BYU's schedule which would better serve as the most underrated opponent? So, so the caveat, the reason I threw that one out there, and I didn't know we were talking that question, I just threw that out there because I think for BYU fans, they're the most overlooked opponent. Ah, yes. Um, and, and so I, I think that they fit that category. I, I think nationally, Missouri has a lot of respect. So certainly national folks wouldn't say, hey, Missouri's not good. But I think for BYU fans, 
as they look at the schedule, they're not even talking about Missouri. So let's go with that. I say Missouri's the most underrated as far as the BYU nation is concerned. Um, the team on the schedule. Everybody's more worried about Nebraska, Michigan, UCLA, and Boise State. I, I think of those four, UCLA is going to be the best team they play. But I think Missouri is going to be better than Nebraska and better than Michigan this year and better than Boise State. We're not even talking about them. Isn't that interesting? Because of what approaches first, and Missouri is in November, they kind of, you're right, they're an overlooked opponent, which is crazy to me. This and, is crazy. And Cincinnati was one that popped yesterday. And then the fans, a lot of them said Utah State. That's a team that beat BYU. I think the BYU fans magically think, okay, if Taysom's on the hill, all of a uh, if Taysom's on the hill, if Taysom Hill is in the game, all of a sudden, uh, BYU's got a shot to win every game, which which I feel strongly about. So it's interesting because it was kind of scattered, right? Everyone's focused on September, but there are some great games after that in the back eight for BYU. Yeah, and Utah State, I am just so interested to watch this football team this year. You know, Matt's done a tremendous job of building that whole program around defense. So I never question that they're going to be good defensively. And so how are they going to be a quarterback? Are they going to go through four quarterbacks again this year? The fact that they did what they did last year, losing as many quarterbacks as they did, is really remarkable. Not to mention their and, top defender. Right. And so they're going, to, they're going to get him back this year. Their linebackers are going to be the best in the, in the league, in their league. Um, they may have the best defense in their league. And so, hey, what if, what if they can keep that guy healthy? What if they can keep the quarterback healthy? Are they poised to have a run where they're a top-20 team again? I hope they are because that's a late-season game that could be really fun for BYU fans to have a game at the end of the year now that means something in-state against a top-20 opponent. So I'm, I'm absolutely rooting for Utah State to keep the quarterbacks healthy, to blossom offensively, and, and to play the kind of defense we know they can play. That could be a really fun game down the road. There are two options for BYU in the bowl game, Blaine. Of course, uh, Vegas versus a Pac-12 team, possibly Utah, and then Hawaii versus a team from the American. Which do you want more? Oh, I, I want the Vegas Bowl and Pac-12. I, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for the American Athletic Conference. BYU is starting to develop some relationships with that conference but I really wanted to play a Pac-12 team. And you know, if I have my wish, let's just get the Utah rivalry going early. Yep. Let's, let's get it going back again early, and let's kick it off in the bowl season with a BYU-Utah matchup. And, you know, I say that with Utah, um, with a team that I think is the best team they're going to have from a talent perspective since they've been in the Pac-12. Yet I think that all the teams, especially in their division, will be better this year. So I don't know if they can improve on their record. They may, it may be a stretch for them to get where they got last year, even though I think they had the best team they've had since they've been in the Pac-12, because I think UCLA is going to be better. USC is going to be way better. Um, Arizona State is going to be as good or better. Arizona's got uh, Solomon back, so they're going to be better. And I just go, wow. I'm, I'm thinking when I look at the personnel that Utah's going to be better, but I think everybody in that league is going to be better. So I don't know that they fare any better. So if they can get bowl eligible, how about BYU and Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl? That would be my dream match. But, but Blaine, a, a Crimson Club member, so delicately informed me over the weekend that Utah has nothing to gain by playing BYU in Las Vegas. One, because, well, if they play BYU, they're supposed to win that game because BYU is, perception-wise, an inferior opponent. And if they win the game, well, yeah, we, we went to the Las Vegas Bowl again. Your response to that, and that is not that not an uncommon one among Utah fans. 
Yeah, that's that's a very local nonsense perspective. <laughs> so, so if you go national, so I grew up in New York, still have a lot of ties back there. I'm, you guys know me. I until today, this is the first time I'm in the Utah bureau office for you guys. I've been welcome back on the road every week in different parts of the country. And if you go to the East Coast in Big Ten country, or you're down in SEC country. BYU is as recognizable and as respected as a program and as more visible as a program than Utah is. Um, now, Utah is in a major conference, Pac-12. BYU needs to get there, get into a conference. But in terms of national perception, that's maybe out here in some Pac-12 areas, but nationally, that's not true. BYU is as respected. So Utah-BYU game, people would tune in with interest for that, and they wouldn't know who the favorite was. They'd look at the records. they they wouldn't think that that was a no, you know, that that was a no-win situation for Utah. They Absolutely, would think they could, they'd tune in. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and BYU is still a bigger draw on a national television audience than Utah is. And so as much as Utah has upped their talent, which I think they have, I think they have fantastic talent there, they've recruited better they're in a, they're in a, than they have in, in recent years. They're in a great conference in the Pac-12, one of the best conferences in the country. Their national perspective is not better than BYU's. With all they've done, BYU's tradition outside of our local area still rings true and still makes BYU. Go to Ohio, go to Pennsylvania, New York, Florida, Georgia, and ask people what programs they know better. They know Utah now. Utah's on the map, but they certainly know BYU and hold them in just as high a regard as they do Utah. Blaine, great stuff as always. The opinions, the information. I cannot wait for football to start. We're just about five weeks away from an actual football game. Every single week that we talk, I get more excited because that's just one week closer. All right, man. We're starting next week, and then (laughs) I can't wait to be in studio with you guys every week. We can get in studio every week when I'm coming down to do our After Further Review show. Then it's serious business. Then we know it's on. A one-beep interview, Blaine. Pretty good. One beep. I went a no beep last week and a one beep. I'm almost, I'm almost ready for the season to start. Okay, I'm, let's just help to view your offense is performing at that same level. Start. <laughs> so we got to do it. We got to do it. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks, Blaine. All right. So what he tells us then is Utah beating BYU would actually mean something, Jerem. <gasps> we don't even need shock. To we don't need to discuss this. It's so. It's so. He's right. It's Narrow local, minded. It's local it doesn't nonsense. Matter. It's local nonsense. And guess what? This is national, okay? Absolutely. Have, ain't nobody got time for that. Up next, will BYU beat multiple ranked opponents in 2015? Whoa. We play What's the Chance? Get your blue goggles. This is BYU Sports Nation. One deep in there. That's pretty good. Yeah. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Get your hands on some BYU Sports Station swag, Spencer. You can get blue goggles or a T-shirt by going to BYUstore.com. Check it out. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, shall we? Mark Atawaya in Kansas City with the Chiefs, learning the ways of former BYU coach Andy Reid. What's Marky going to bring back for his running back crew? Uh, just amazingness. Jamal for... Charles. I hope he talks to Jamal Charles. Hopefully he doesn't talk to uh, Alex Smith. Jim McMahon in the 1980 <laughs> Hail Mary versus Southern Methodist finally ousted in the semifinals of NFL.com's greatest college football plays, 52-48 to 48 in favor of kick six. It was a nice final Auburn, for one. Alabama. No, what a run. Yeah. What a run. Taylor Cole, former BYU baseball pitcher, went five solid innings for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. 
in an 8-6 to six win over the Harrisburg Senators last night. We're learning some random, pretty random mascots. Fisher for, Cats, the Midland yeah. Rockhounds, the Tulsa Drillers. I went to the AAA uh, game last night, saw like bees versus the El Paso Chihuahuas. Yeah, that's awesome. Does El Paso feed to Texas? Are they the Rangers? AAA I didn't even affiliate? look it up. In fact, Bill huh. Buckner was at the game, and I didn't know till after. I was like, wait, Bill Buckner was here? What? Cool. Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner! Heather Olmstead, the new women's volleyball coach, assisted the USA women's volleyball team to a gold medal at the Pan Am Games in Toronto. One month from today, the women's volleyball season begins. Nice work, Heather. Let's play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? If you're new to the program, here's how it works. We throw out a one-liner. Dealing with BYU generally, sometimes pop culture, but mostly BYU, Jeremy and I will assign a percent chance of that thing happening or not happening to the given topic. Number one. What's the chance one of BYU's opponents finishes as conference champion? I am taken back by the rich, sultry tones of that voice. Sweet. 100% because Boise State will win the Mountain West. It's going to be Boise. It's really, it's it's about Boise State. It is. If Boise State wasn't in it, that's a different question, right? Missouri's not going to win the SEC. I don't think UCLA wins back 12. Cincinnati could win the American. Who knows? Okay, let's say Boise State undergoes some serious injuries and some fallback. Yeah, because that stinks. That okay. stinks when that happens, Boise State. Okay, let's. So I'm even then. They I had say injuries and went, had, had ninety percent, ninety percent chance BYU will take on at least one conference champion. That conference champion, most likely being Boise State in the Mountain West. I don't no. know how Wagner is going to fare in their conference. I've no, I've no clue. Wagner might go winless. They're not, they're not as bad as Savannah State. We know that. Okay, Savannah State's really All right. bad. Number two. What's the chance BYU has one undrafted free agent rookie make an NFL 53-man roster? I'll go 65%. I think Jordan Leslie's going to make the Vikings. I think wow, he's got gonna, the best shot. You're going Jordan Leslie. Yeah, I'll go specific on this. Yeah. But we're not, you don't have to say who necessarily with the question, right? But 65%. I think got a good shot. And it's tough, man. It's tough. And BYU did it twice last year, which was pretty good. Spencer Hadley and Daniel Sorensen. Yeah, I, was high, I was high last year. I think I was like 90% on this question last year. because That I was quote su- taken out of context, interesting. I, I was super high on uh, Daniel Sorensen making the Chiefs because of his special teams, and he did. And the, I don't think they played him at special teams, did they? Remember uh, we asked him, and he said, yeah, they're not using me on special teams. We're like, what? Yeah, isn't that funny? Your punt cover is amazing. But he's shown in practice that he could be multifaceted. That matters. I think if Jordan Leslie does something like that, then yeah, okay. But I'm going to go lower than I'm going to say fifty percent, fifty percent for the first. Hold on, for the first time. No, in not BYU for the Sports first Nation time. Not for the first history, time. I am inclined to be more positive on something than Spencer. This is a great. What day is it? What time is it? It's ten thirty eight, ten thirty nine Mountain Time, July twenty eighth. Someone mark it down. Fifty percent. <laughs> BYU places an undrafted free agent rookie on a 53-man NFL You go on vacay and you come back just this pessimist. Wow, I'm a a pessimist now? You only think 50? I'm a pessimist now? No, honestly, I just think that there aren't that many great fits for these undrafted free agent rookies on these teams. Daniel was in a really good place last year, which is why I felt so highly about him making that roster. I feel that way about Jordan with the Vikings. They needed him. Now, Jordan is the guy, in my opinion. Now, here's Paul, the question. And Paul Asike, because Paul, he has a body for it. He's competing against one other dude for the starting yes. fullback spot, he told us on the show. Yes. What, 
Uh, and it's last numbers. question with it's this numbers. before we move on to number three. Will Jordan Leslie say UTEP or BYU on a Sunday night or Monday night? Oh, you know he's going to say BYU. You know he will because he knows the fans are all in on that. Where did he get more love? Well, he spent three years at... Where did he get more love? With the El Paso Chihuahuas. What's going to get more Twitter reaction? BYU will. That's why he will say BYU. Or he'll say it's high school. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's a safe pick. <laughs> well, number three. What's the chance BYU beats two ranked teams in 2015? All right, Jeremy, you want to go first again on this sure. one? Um, I'll go 32%, okay? Because a lot of these games, in fact, I think all of the games that BYU play against ranked teams are on the road. So that's hard. So to beat two, to beat two, to beat one would that would be good, right? Winning against a ranked team in any situation is good. I don't care what you are ranked, right? When BYU beats Miami, BYU is ranked like 16th. When BYU beats Oklahoma, they're ranked 20th. BYU was a good team. Were they a great team? No, they had a great day, right? They played a great game. So I'll go. I'll go 32. percent How many ranked teams will BYU play when? That game comes about is the real question. They might only play two ranked teams. UCLA, sorry, Boise State, UCLA, and to me, Missouri. Yeah, we're assuming Missouri is going to be ranked in November. And then if you're playing a Pac-12 team in Vegas, hopefully that team is ranked as well. Probably not. I'm going to say 50% BYU beats two ranked teams in 2015. So if we think there are three, two out of three. Possibly four. You know, there might be a weird Cincinnati situation where they start 5-0 and or Utah, ho- Utah State's are. ranked like 24th or something because they're 10-2, and I don't know, or 10-1 and or mm-hmm. something like that. They only lost to Boise State, Boise State, maybe. State yeah. So there, there is a chance that okay, BYU we- will have more. So I'm going to say 50% BYU will beat two ranked teams in 2015. We're giving Utah State so much credit. And we I th- should. And I think they're to we the should. point they deserve it, yes. especially after winning 10 games. with. I don't care – who, what conference you're playing in? If you win 10 games and you had to use four different starters. And you lose your best defender, Kyler yeah. Fackrell, who was picked to be the Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year, by the way. Yeah. He was out last year. Yeah. They're a good team. I'm, I'm, listen, the loss stunk last year to, to Utah State. But they're a good team, and I'm glad they're good on the schedule because we don't need another deadbeat on there. Taysom Hill gives BYU a chance in every game, which is why I like 50%. Number four. What's the chance Bronco Mendenhall retires to Costa Rica at some point in his life? Holy cow. Looking at his face <laughs> in that picture, I say 80% Bronco buys at least a timeshare in Costa Rica. Mm. To, That's not the to, question, to though. His, okay. Well, what, what counts as retirement? Spending, spending like a few months a few months, there a year? A few months? I'll go 0%. The dude loves him some horses. Zero right. prayer. There are horses in Costa Rica? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, horses he can work with that are his own. Yeah, he could put them in Costa Rica, sure. How many BYU head coaches have horses, by the way? Bronco, Jeff Judkins. Oh, yeah, other, we learned others. that Juddy has horses, Dave Rose, too. I don't think, has horses. Um, <laughs> does Sean Olmstead have horses? There might be horses under the hat. There's a chance. In. You're saying 0%. There's a chance because he loves no. There's zero percent chance, just like BYU winning at Gonzaga. Wait, we need to ask him this. <laughs> we need to ask him this question next time he's on the show. What's the chance that you at at some point will will use part of your retirement to spend significant time in Costa Rica? I should share this. So uh, I was uh, involved in something uh, over the weekend with Dave Rose, and in this uh, situation, he said, "Tell tell them about your hair." <laughs> 
So then, then I told the story. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, and I went on up there on my own dime because I believed so much. He's like, yeah, you believed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's oh. like, that wasn't a good look for you either. BYU and, broadcasting tours with Jeremy Jordan. I, I didn't want to bust out like the NIT is not a good look for you either. But I love I love the NCAA tournament. You know, it, we threw some threw some punches. I threw some punches verbally with Chase Fisher recently as, as well. We're oh, hoping, that it's going down next time hoping, he's on the show. <laughs> it is going down. I'm going out of town later this weekend. We're, ta- we're, we're talking. Hoping he, we're hoping he's coming soon because I'm going out of town for a while. But um, yeah. We're, mm. we're talking elite a, proportions here. E, this might be the new elite when Chase comes on. And now is probably not the time There's to go a new into word. this. But the next time that Chase Fisher comes on the show, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna have a frank discussion about his game, man. And he'll probably have a frank. Listen, he's a better shooter than I am host. I realize that. But he's so important to BYU. Mm. That's, my, that's my point with this. He thinks that I think he stinks sometimes. That's not the case. Which BYU opponent? I, I just opened up Pandora's <laughs> box. I don't even know why I went there right now. But the next time Chase Fisher's on the show, and Chase canceled on us last time because he had a test. Listen, Chase, don't if, if you're scared, buy a dog. Just come on the show. Let's chat, buddy. Oh, he's not we scared. We love you. He's not we scared. We love you, and you know this. Which BYU opponent, in football talking now, uh, will finish the 2015 season ranked <laughs> the highest? Use the hashtag BYUS. And at Family Budge says UCLA slash Boise. I don't think Mizzou will make it past the SEC championship game, but that thing doesn't matter. Does anyone think anyone besides Auburn and Alabama will make past it doesn't the SEC If they SEC get to the SEC game? championship game, they're probably ranked in the top 10. Seriously, with their schedule. If you win the SEC title game, you're probably in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Playoff? Yep. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and welcome to the club. Up next, which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? More of your answers. Plus, which Polynesians just made the Polynesian Player of the Year award watch list? Hmm. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan back together again live from Studio B. Blaine Fowler earlier on the show had a one-beep interview. If you missed that, no worries. Go to YouTube.com slash Sports to watch all our interviews on the show. He had some interesting comments related to most underrated opponent as well as today's Twitter question, who will finish as the highest-ranked team. Check that out on YouTube. Not to mention his retort to any Utah fan that thinks – the Utes have nothing to gain by playing go. BYU in the Las Vegas Bowl. Dude, you just you just tap the beehive, man. I know. I'm doing it on purpose because it's, it's ludicrous. 28th. It's ludicrous that anybody would think Utah has nothing to gain. Don't worry about the one dude. I'm not worried about the one dude. And by the way, it's not one dude. Oh, man. It is not one dude. We don't need to bring them into this. Which they just BYU sour opponent, the water hole. Which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Hansen 25 I'd say Missouri with UCLA and Boise State not far behind them. So he likes your pick, Jerem. And it when you look at the Tigers' schedule, it lines up for them to when they play BYU, be eight and one. Yeah, I mean th- there are certain teams down in the SEC East that aren't as good as they used to be. Right? Tennessee's getting better. Uh, you know, Georgia's the Florida best team in that league. Is getting better. You know, yeah. Yeah, but it, the only like for sure loss I see on that schedule before the BYU game at Georgia. 
at Georgia. That's it. And then they play Tennessee at Arkansas. Mississippi State's down, but it's a home game. They might be a top 10 team when all is said and done. Yeah, I, I think they will be. I, I mentioned earlier, by the way, the uh, College Football Polynesian Player of the Year Award has a watch list. This just came out. Seeing this at J, uh, Drew J. J. Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune. BYU's Tuni Kanuch, Bronson Kafusi, Louis Lapuahu, Manoa Pikula, and Travis Tuiloma on the watch list for that. People that aren't familiar with BYU football player names are like, what language is he speaking? Yeah, yeah. I just, Tuni Kanuch, Bronson Kafusi, Louis Lapuahu, <laughs> Manoa Pikula, Travis Tuiloma. Ethan Manu Malayuna, Chris Fuamatu Malafala, Walter Kahayali. Okay, okay. <laughs> More? Okay. Uh, ka- uh, Kealihi. <laughs> Peter Tui Peloto. I've only seen. Alema Harrington. Oh my goodness. That one's Enough. Good. Enough. I've only seen one person tweet. Alani <laughs> Fua. That Nebraska will be the highest ranked team when all is said and done. Nah. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 39 days. Yesterday, Brian and all, uh, Brian and uh, who? Brian and I had a false start. We redid it for the first time in the history of the countdown. There are no false starts. No, we did it. We did it once. There well, are false starts. Not with us. Okay, what? that's true. What if BYU's first play of the season is a false start? First and 15. That would not how be da- good. How dare you even ast- what like, if, project that that how, could happen? How dare you? What if BYU, okay, 98, I think BYU, or, not, BYU plays at Arizona State. Kevin Federick rolls back. He just throws like this 50-yard bomb to Ben Cahoon who lays out and catches the ball. That's what I want. Mitch Matthews, if you're elite. Run deep. Run deep on that first play, mm-hmm. yeah. and let's see what happens, baby. Which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, by the way, you know, Blaine Fowler said UCLA. I'm sticking to my guns here. They've got a freshman quarterback. And, oh, by the way, UCLA is the most overrated program in the entire country. Wow. Seriously. What have they done in the past 15 years? We just looked this up during the break. These are the kinds of things we do during What have breaks. they done? That or listen to Creed. So the last time they went to the Rose Bowl was ninety, the 98th season, 99. I just got they, my driver's license, okay? <laughs> doubled it, yeah. I think I went to a steak dance that year or something um, at my church. Win, uh, double-digit wins for UCLA. Only two since then. And it was, it was and it was the, the last, last two, two years. years. But they had a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback in Brett Hundley and a ton of experience. What was he third-round pick, right? So they, the true every freshman. Year every year they're supposed to do something, they and were, they don't. They were supposed to win the national championship last yeah, year. Yeah, that's, that's not going to happen this year. No. Overrated. But still really good. Good. Toughest, toughest game on the schedule. But overrated. Like, seriously, last New Year's Six caliber bowl game, 98? It's not UCLA. BYU it's going to be was 96. This is 97. Up man. next, all things relevant across BYU Sports Nation in the whip. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. In NFL.com's bracket for the top college football plays of all time, Jim McMahon's Hail Mary loses in the semifinals to uh, uh, Alabama. Auburn's kick six. What a run. The College Football Polynesian Player of the Year Award watch list is out. Woo. I know another watch list. Tuni Kanuch, Bronson Kafusi, Louis Lapuahu, Manoa Kikul, and Travis Tuiloma are on the list. I challenge anyone to read it faster than that. I did it. That'd Just hit right there. That'd I can't say English. More yeah. football news. BYU running backs coach Mark Atawaya chilling 
with the Kansas City Chiefs right now, observing more like. Cougar coaches have done this in recent years with the Pittsburgh Steelers and San Francisco 49ers, among other NFL programs. Baseball. Taylor Cole pitched five innings, allowed six hits, three walks, and four runs while striking out seven in an 8-6 win for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats over the Harrisburg Senators. Women's volleyball. New BYU head coach Heather Olmstead assisted the USA women's volleyball team to a gold medal at the Pan Am Games in Toronto. Yeah. Nice job, Heather. One month from today, the women's volleyball season begins in Los Angeles. Other 82 Cougars were named to the West Coast Conference Commissioner's Honor List. Cool. We need a category. Sports. General Athletics. <laughs> yeah, we're missing that one. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLive.com. And it goes to the guy who put in the hours and hours oh. of data entry to give us updated 2015 rosters in college football for NCAA 14. Now, this is important stuff. It helps us learn and prepare for the season. <laughs> it is, that is nice. All while enjoying some entertainment that means absolutely nothing. Yeah. But it helps us learn and grow. <laughs> yes. Good, good luck justifying that. <laughs> Which BYU opponent will finish the 2015 season ranked the highest? That is our Twitter question, and that brings on the elite tweet of the day at the Josh Landon. Missouri. Their schedule is set up well for them to do well in the SEC and rank them high if they play their cards right. It's, it's Missouri or Boise State to me. Just because yep. like the easier schedule, sheer number of wins. UCLA plays a tough schedule as well. In fact, UCLA's schedule to me is way tougher too than tough, Missouri's. Which is why I don't think they'll be ranked it's the It's too highest. tough. And a freshman QB. And guess what? BYU gets that dude in week three. Most overrated week team three. in the country. I'm telling you, over the past two decades. Thanks to the one beat, Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Our show is always on demand on BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes, or the TuneIn app. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Brendan Gaskins. That's right. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. He ran on kickoff sometimes. It was awesome.